Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to the Terra Styles podcast. My goodness. We'll start with an easy meditation here. And our theme today is to listen to how you feel. Really, I've been inspired by my friend Kimberly Shannon Murphy and her book Glimmer. I've interviewed her on this podcast. You can go back and listen to that if you like. Definitely pick up a copy of her book if you're interested at all in trauma and healing your own trauma, especially from childhood. And if you are so lucky to have not had childhood trauma, my goodness, it's a strong possibility that somebody in your life has. So it's a great book to read for understanding. And also if you're a leader of any kind, a yoga guide, a teacher, a teacher of anything, it's a wonderful book to understand someone's story. And Kim has also worked with a lot of the top trauma doctors in the space as well, similar to us with Strala. So I highly recommend her book for that huge topic of healing, which is massive. My goodness, it's a never ending journey. So our meditation as we kick off today's podcast is focused on listening to your intuition, listening to your gut. And that's such a huge part of healing is believing yourself, believing what you feel, and then making healthy choices, making more nourishing choices for yourself from there. All right, let's get into it. So first off, find a comfortable place. Let yourself move around here, a little shift and drift side to side, easy forward and back until you find your calm, centered place. Sorry, we're all just getting over a week's long flu over here. Start to notice what's happening with you right now. Notice how you feel right now. You don't have to try to change anything or make anything happen. Simply notice what you're aware of. If it's helpful to bring your hands to your center or hands to your heart or anywhere on you, maybe on your legs, might be helpful. Notice how you feel. Notice what's going on with you, what's happening with your breath. Every inhale, expanding, creating more room in every exhale, releasing, relaxing, making it even easier to be you right now. And notice how you feel. You don't have to try to feel bad or try to feel good or really anywhere in between. Simply notice what's happening with you right now. How do you feel? 
without any sort of judgment or manipulation. What's going on with you? Notice where in your body you feel that sensation or you feel any sensation, maybe your insides, maybe your muscles, maybe your joints, maybe your mind. <clears throat> Notice where you feel sensation or simply where you feel. Maybe a specific body part comes to mind or not. Don't force it. Just notice where the feeling is. And if you'd like to give that feeling a name, maybe it's calm, maybe it's ease, <clears throat> maybe it's tightness, maybe it's frustration, maybe it's anger, maybe it's la 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 la, it doesn't have to be a word. And you don't have to give it a name, of course, but if you'd like to, that might be something nice for you right now. Give your feeling a name. I'm going to go with la 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 for right now. Lots of feelings happening at once is what's happening with me. Notice what's happening with you. Take a big inhale. Long exhale. Nice. So great job moving through that. I know for so many people, it's maybe a foreign feeling to notice how you feel, even with long-time yoga practitioners or meditators. It can be so easy to just get fixated on doing it right or trying to feel good or trying to put up with suffering in a way. I had a conversation with uh, a new friend of mine, German friend who's living in Portugal, Wanda. She has a wonderful podcast. And she asked me, what my goal is with Strala Yoga, with <clears throat> how I want people to feel. And I love that question because for me it was such a layup. I said, well, it seems like a long time ago, but even just 10, 20 years ago, 20 years ago when I first started learning about yoga and getting involved and all kinds of different things that were happening with yoga, I noticed a major overall theme was kind of putting up with suffering, and that was yoga in a way. That was a lot of what I saw with yoga. And I wanted to change that, so I said, well, it's important to notice how you feel. And yoga evolved, thankfully. Was, you know, grateful to be part of that early movement of making it cool and fun and rebellious and about yourself, which seems odd to be rebellious, <clears throat> actually, from pushing away feeling, it's rebellious to actually feel. So maybe we need a new word for that, rebellion. It's acceptable, it's obvious, it's important to notice how you feel. And then I see now a lot of yoga about just feeling good, you know, find what feels good, do what feels good, all of this, which is great, you know, nothing wrong with feeling good. <clears throat> but in a way, we can be stuck in that side of it, like chasing this good feeling and only choosing what feels good without any sort of awareness about 
well, am I just choosing something that feels good that's harming me? Or am I choosing something that feels good that's also nourishing me? And this is where it's super important to notice, well, how do you actually feel? And once you start from there, you're much more able to work with yourself because you're working with your honest self in that way. So today's episode, I didn't know if I was going to have a podcast for you all this week because Daisy's been pretty sick with the flu and a fever. She's been home from school for several days and over the weekend, so we've just been inside. I've been running to the mail back and forth just to get some fresh air for myself. And I've been feeling a little bit, you know, not as severe as what she's gone through, but I've gone through it as well. And Mike too. So we've just been kind of hacking around here and lots of sinus and a little bit of fever and all that fun stuff that comes with having the flu. But I saw this morning my friend Kimberly Shannon Murphy was at my other friend's bookstore in Santa Monica, Zibby Owens. And I feel really proud because I connected them. And Kim went on Zibby's podcast, very popular podcast. Moms don't have time to read books. So definitely subscribe to that podcast if you're not already. She puts out a new episode every day. My goodness. So I said, well, please interview my friend Kim because this book is amazing. So she did and she read the book and noticed how amazing it was and listed it in one of her best books of the year to read, a favorite pick of her and for her bookshop, Zippy's Bookshop in Santa Monica. And I just saw a video pop up online of the event that happened at Zippy's Bookshop in LA a couple days ago. So Kim came and gave a talk, which was, I was just so excited. I love hearing everything that she shares about her book, but I really also love seeing the response and watching that live event was really cool to see people's questions and hear that interaction and the healing process from that. And it really fired me up in a way to just get in the shower and come down here, tell Daisy and Mike to go play for 20, 30 minutes or so, so I could record this podcast for you. And I was thinking about a podcast during this time about self-care during the holidays and avoiding burnout during the holidays and all of these topics which are super great, super wonderful, but there's something specific that might be even more helpful, at least coming from me. Maybe you're here right now for that reason. You know, the synchronicities bring us all together at just the right time. Kind of hard to ignore. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna turn off that cynical part of myself more often now, that's one of my goals just to go with all of the magic and the love and the synchronicities that are in front of me. And this is about, today's podcast is about staying safe during the holidays. So keeping yourself safe during the holidays and keeping your family safe for your kids or your cousins or little ones that are around that you care about. And something Kim talked about at the Zippy Bookshop was She's having her birthday, just happened a couple of days ago, and she said she's calling it her first birthday because it's her first birthday where she's not talking to any of her family. And this is not like a recommendation for you to you know, cut off your family um, necessarily. But Kim, and you'll, you'll find this out when you read her book if you haven't already, listen to the podcast that I did, and there's a lot of them out there on her. But she went through horrific childhood sexual abuse at the hands of her grandfather from age two until he died at age when she was, I think, nine or 10. Horrible, horrible, worst, worst imaginable imaginable abuse. 
and through her teens and 20s, I knew her in New York. She was doing dance and modeling and TV commercials and a lot of the same stuff I was doing, yoga. And we did a lot of things together, some photo shoots and some events, things like that. And she was always just so nice and outgoing and cool, very similar to me. We never really like become, you know, super BFFs. We were both trying to just make it, <laughs> figure out what the heck we were going to do. So she started doing stunt work, which was perfect for her. She's very good at gymnastics and acrobats and twirling, and she can do all these things. So she, her career actually really took off. She's a major, like the top Hollywood stunt person for all the A-list celebrities, Cameron Diaz, Uma Thurman, um, you know, all of them, <laughs> Julia Roberts, so many, so many that she has that she's very tall and um, lean and beautiful. So basically everybody that has that same body build. So when she wrote this book, I was like, wow, Kim wrote a book, you know, happy to promote. I have this podcast, blah, blah, blah. And then I read it and I was like, holy cow. And actually inspired me to change the theme and the, the title of my podcast from Feel Better with Tara Styles to simply the Tara Styles podcast. I wanted to have the freedom to express myself and talk about all kinds of things, not just things that help you feel better. Yay. Which is again, totally fine too. <clears throat> but I wanted this kind of front and center for myself, which I thought was kind of interesting that that was what was percolating. So keeping your family safe for the holidays. So because Kim went through all of this horrific abuse in her childhood, she became hypervigilant when she became a new mom. And she said, this is not going to happen to my daughter. I'm going to trust my gut, trust my instinct. That's where that meditation idea came from. And not put my daughter in these situations, not put my daughter near anyone that I don't feel good about. And I really resonated with Kim. That's something that I've done with Daisy since she was, you know, super tiny. I've always instilled in her. We have talks about this. You know, you don't have to know someone is a bad person to have a bad feeling and just move your body away. So... Daisy and I have this thing um, where we're, you know, if we're out and about doing stuff, she'll say to me, mama, I don't have a good feeling about that person. I said, great, let's move our bodies away. So we do that. And that's been really cool. And we have an open line of communication. Now that she goes to school, I ask her questions when she comes home, you know, about what happened. And, um, you know, if she felt um, unsafe about anybody or what was going on and, you know, just um, as much as I can do to keep that channel of communication open so she can tell me if she ever needs help and I can be there, you know, for all of the other times. So Kim shares in her book, it's a memoir, but it's also has a lot of help around trauma. And she shares in her book that 80 to 90%, something like that, super crazy high percentage of abuse happens in the home or in the home of a family member by a family member or a friend of the family's. So I thought, wow, this is just incredible. This is preventable. You know, if we as caregivers and just interested adults with little kids around um, can pay attention and remove those kids away from people that we don't feel good about. And that can be uncomfortable and awkward, you know, oh, aunt, aunt or uncle so-and-so feels a little weird. They want private time with little Sarah. Maybe we should just, you know, let them do that. And you know, nothing bad's going to happen. You know, this, this is the common thing. You don't have to accuse the person right there of maybe molesting or abusing your child, but you can move your body away. And if you know something's happening, then you can move your body away and not go to these places and tell everybody you know and tell your story and share and these kinds of things. So 
I'm wanting to share with you about Strala Yoga. So as many of you know that practice Strala Yoga, it is about noticing how you feel and moving from there, moving in alignment with how you feel. And when I first started, it was um, disheartening, but also uh, expected that I got a lot of nasty feedback from friends of mine in the yoga community. <clears throat> and they said, you can't do this. You can't just follow how you feel. Um, and I said, I recognize the abuser in you, you know, for myself, I would say that I didn't tell them, but I said, I just said, you know, go away. <laughs> I have stuff to do, but I recognize the abuser in them. Not necessarily that teacher, that friend was an abuser, but the system of yoga that they learned was abusive. And I loved yoga. I thought this is amazing, but pushing people into a position, telling somebody that you know more than them, keeping them in a cult like tight knit yoga community, all telltale signs of abuse. And I knew better. And the reason I knew better is because I grew up in an abusive environment. So I had yoga-like experiences when I was a kid, and I feel very grateful for these. And I think it's a bit of synesthesia as well. I'm reading about synesthesia. Apparently everybody has it, so it's not like, oh, I have this cool thing and nobody else does. But I would sit in the, in the woods, in the forest, and at night in my bedroom when, the, when it was really dark, I would see, and I still do see, these beautiful colors swirling around like roller coasters and DNA before I knew what DNA was or looked like. Nobody showed me that when I was a little kid. And I felt really connected to something really big. And I thought, well, this feels really safe and comfortable and nice. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And I always knew that I wanted to use my energy for good and kind of get out and do something. Um, along the way, uh, a guy that was <clears throat> brought into our home on several family occasions who wasn't a relative, but he's somebody that my grandmother on my dad's side just brought to the home and nobody said, this is weird, uh, molested me on several occasions. A lot of times in front of everybody under a blanket, sometimes in my room, he would come in and it was horrifying. I was frozen and I didn't know what to do. So this happened repetitively. This person would come, you know, oh, geez, they're here again. And I knew this was coming. At one point, I got up the nerve to go and tell my parents about this. So I remember walking into the kitchen when he was in the house and he walked right behind me and squeezed my hand so hard that it felt really violent. And being a little kid, maybe, you know, that feeling of, oh, gosh, if I say something right now, he's going to kill me. So I didn't. And he stopped coming. I learned later that he went to jail for molesting all kinds of kids. I learned this in my 20s, and that's why I didn't see him anymore. So I went to New York, and I was dancing and doing all this stuff, exploring yoga. A lot of my relationships in my early 20s were crazy. They were chaotic, and I was dating girls, and I was dating guys, and I was dating all kinds of people with emotional issues similar to mine. And I thought, well, this is just normal. This is how you exist in a relationship. So I remember having a conversation with my mom at one point, and I would call her and tell her, oh, I'm doing this commercial and this yoga class, and this is happening, and this is happening. 
And I remember I told her in that moment, I'm just, I'm just gonna tell her. I said, you know that guy, Lauren Dean? What an asshole. Like he molested me several times when I was a kid. And she said, well, he died in jail and he was convicted of child molesting. And she didn't really have the capacity to say sorry or say I didn't protect you, all of these things. And I just felt like I needed to share that with her. Um, so I've chosen to still deal with my family and, and talk to my family and all of this. Um, that's a whole other issue from there. But I felt better that I had said something out loud to her. And I said, maybe this is why, you know, I'm, I'm in all these chaotic relationships. She didn't really have a lot of advice. And Kim shared in her talk with Zibby, this is another point that kind of really was huge for me that um, somebody actually told her that she was the motherless mother. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that makes so much sense to me. And I have a mom and she's got a lot of wonderful qualities and all of that, but I, I really related to that. I really resonated to that. And probably I'm guessing something happened to my mom when she was a kid. This is stuff that's passed down. This is behavior and sweeping under the rug that is definitely passed down. So I never opened the door and wanted to get into it and explore it with my mom for other reasons. But you know, I recognized that's all I was gonna get out of her and I needed to get more out of myself. So that was kind of a turning point for me. I thought, well, I gotta do this on my own, you know? And I love yoga and I love this noticing how you feel. I love moving well, you know, dance was always a huge part of my life. So the discipline of dance, the structure, the framework of, of doing that, doing something very hard without rigidity really made a lot of sense to me. And when those yoga friends kind of turned on me, it felt not nice, but it also felt truthful. It felt like, wow, well, you're in a cult right now. And I've actually told you, you know, some of my friends doing Anusara yoga, I said, you're actually in a cult. You should leave. And they said, well, you just don't understand. You're only in your early 20s and we're in our 40s and you'll get it when you're older. And I said, I don't think so. The first yoga teacher training I did, lovely woman, Amy Apolity, I didn't share that I did a training with her when the New York Times came and introduced me to sort of my big moment. This was incredible because I didn't want to give not only her, but the style of Anusara yoga, any platform in the New York Times. I was getting a cover story. The woman, the journalist, Lizette Alvarez, came to me and said, I love what you're doing. I love how you're helping people. I love how you're sharing and supporting people. I know this is really useful and I know you're going far. So I didn't want to put anything in that article that was harmful. So I didn't share that. And when it came out and, <clears throat> and Lizette wrote that Tara did her teacher training, but she won't say where it was, you know, I got a lot of nasty emails from friends of mine who were in that training. And Amy is a wonderful, nice person and has evolved her own teaching style and there's no hard feelings. I really respect her in so many ways. But there was also in that style, incredible abuse that I saw. And I felt also patronized and um, treated almost like a little kid, which I was, you know, I was like 21 and everybody else was in their forties and fifties. And again, everybody was doing their best job, myself included. I'm not perfect. <laughs> you know, I was a weird kid trying to figure it out, but something really stuck with me about that time and about what's passed down through systems of trauma. And the first day of this training, I actually had to miss it. I had a photo shoot for like self magazine, you know, I was still hired as a model. And I was doing like five yoga poses for whatever. And the article wasn't about me. I was just hired as the model. And I emailed Amy and I told her this and I said, I'm so sorry, I have to miss the first day. Can I make it up somehow? 
And she said, oh, well, I'll come with you and be in the pictures with you or support you in the pictures. And I thought, this is another violation of, of, of what I'm doing. You know, I felt, I felt like that was wrong. Um, she was going to cancel this training day just to go and be on a photo shoot, which is better. You know, it's going somewhere, perhaps. But I, th- I felt very violated from that. And I thought, okay, I understand um, that a lot of these systems are systems of abuse. And everybody's working through their own things. And I've made so many mistakes and said so many things that I regret to people that, you know, that I've taught and trained and worked on and all of that. And, but I, I realized that here's this person that I really respect. She's super cool. She's teaching this awesome training. I love her energy. I love her vibe. But what she's teaching and what she's learned, I incredibly disagree with and is just wrong. You know, the, the anatomy that that system taught was to move your thighs backwards and then to move them forward. Your thigh doesn't inner spiral or outer spiral. It just doesn't work that way. I've studied dance my entire life and taken anatomy classes in high school because, you know, that was part of my dance, you know, education. I'm like, your body doesn't move this way. This is not yoga. This is manipulation. Um, you don't hug your muscles to the bone and then expand them out. That's just, that's just adding extra tension and force to your body. So then your energy is weakened and you can, you can be more of a victim to whatever the, the magical person in the front of the room is saying. And it took 20 years for the leader of that style, John Friend, to finally be kicked out. And, you know, a lot of people were left being like, well, so what, you know, let's just do it again. Let's just keep going. And a lot of people were, um, rethinking everything, which is wonderful. So I'm not sharing this to be mean about anybody. Again, I really respect Amy. I respect, you know, so many teachers I've had during that time. Again, I've made so many of my own mistakes, but I think it's important to share our stories because we feel less alone. And my friend Kelly Hummingbird Clore, who's a member of Cherokee Nation, uh, recently shared that with me in a workshop we were doing for the Rural Library um, Alliance, which was cool. Thanks to my friend Daniel Hatcher, who's amazing, who you'll meet on this podcast soon, and he works with the Alliance for Healthier Generation. So the more I kind of dig in to trauma and dig into to all of this, we have trauma trainings. Strala is wonderful for trauma because we're not forcing, pushing, and struggling. We're telling <clears throat> our bodies and our minds that we're safe at all points of movement, whether it's challenging or not. And even my friend Catherine Budig, who I've known for a really long time, we've been really good pals, even told me, and I think it's because her styles of yoga were also Ashtanga. She said, you know, Tara, when you first started just telling people to do whatever they wanted, you know, I thought, well, how are we going to do that? How, how is that yoga? You know, and again, I love her. She's amazing. She does so many cool things, but she was also just like me involved in a system that was you know, not necessarily abusing her, but teaching her that this is the way to do things and it has to be rigid and it has to be um, respectful of some person who might be abusive. So, you know, there's, there's lots of things to chat about in all this. And we have so many folks that come to our trainings that have almost injected themselves out of these systems of abuse. So I think that that's a pretty cool topic to talk about without fear, without fear of canceling yourself or without fear of canceling anybody. There's some healing in this honesty of sharing stories and all of that. So that's so much of the reason why I'm so interested in 
helping people notice how they feel when they practice. As soon as you tell someone how to feel, you know, this happens in well-meaning yoga classes all over the place. Now I want you to feel this, or even now I want you to feel your hip. Now I want you to feel your shoulders. Now I want you to walk to the front of your mat. I don't like that language. I don't like that attitude because it feels not only bossy, but it doesn't leave space for the person you're helping do it. And you don't need to be strange about it. Oh, if you're in the mood today, walk to the front of your mat. It's lean to the side and step, lean to the side and step, or crawl up to the top of your mat, Ah, relax over. And guess what, when you lead movements frame by frame and you feel yourself, what happens is magic. You create the possibility of everyone doing that with you in your yoga class or in life to feel whatever the heck is going on with them. And that looks beautiful because when you notice how you feel and you move well, you're taking good care of yourself, you're respecting yourself, you're not being dishonest with yourself, you're not pushing, forcing, and struggling yourself, you're healing yourself next to other people who are also healing themselves. And that works. That's something that's so simple, that's so wonderful that I've been pursuing since I was a little kid in this way. And thankfully, Tai Chi and Shiatsu say this in the technique really clearly. It says, if you're not centered, it's not gonna work. If you're using too much force, it's not gonna work. If you're not connected with your own breath, it's not gonna work. (laughs) And this is like, whoa, because in yoga, at least in modern yoga, we were taught to just be in the thing, move your foot, do that, just wait, breathe, something good's gonna happen eventually. It doesn't work. So I've been identifying since the beginning of my journey with yoga, in a way, the enemy. And the enemy is not people. The enemy is not any teachers I've had. Um, The enemy is not any students I've had. The enemy is not me. It's not you. It's not, there's no problem people except for actual criminals that belong in jail, of course. But we don't need to demonize each other. The enemy is the system of rigidity, the system of force, the system of struggle, the system of I know better than you when it comes to noticing how you feel. So I just want to leave you with that. I know it's kind of a roundabout way to stay safe during the holidays. (laughs) It's really a stay safe all of the time, but to really listen to what's happening with you and do everything you can do to make it better for the people around you. And I know for myself, I have so much motivation in these practices of using the energy that I need to do the thing that I'm doing, dropping every bit of extra energy. That's important. Why? Because I can see more. I can keep myself safe more. I can keep the people around me safer more if I have that energy to be aware of what's happening. Otherwise, you're not aware. If you don't have this awareness, you're a target. In yoga, you're going to injure yourself, you're gonna fall over, these kinds of things that we all know about. In life, you're gonna bump into things more often, you're gonna get taken advantage of more often, goes down the road of that. So that hopefully is motivation and inspiration to use what you need, rest what you don't when you're doing your yoga practice and everything else so you can notice more what's happening. And the more you notice, 
the more safe you are. And the more safe you are in yourself and for the little ones in your life and for everyone around you. So hopefully this was helpful and useful and something interesting. Again, I encourage you to get a copy of Glimmer. It's also a great listen. I listen to it in a day. I'm a big fan of audiobooks. Then I can you know, be knitting or doing something else. Um, but I have the physical copy as well. It's, you know, if you like to read, great reading too. Um, but don't feel left out if you're not a huge you know, book-a-day reader. <laughs> My goodness, I'm definitely not. So grab a copy of that book. Give it to everybody that you feel could use it as well. Um, you know, I know so many authors and we're all promoting our books all the time, but this is one that I really feel, and so many I feel like that as well, but really feel like, oh my gosh, everybody <laughs> could use a copy of this book. And I'm so happy that Kim shared her story. I'm so happy that she shares how she's healing as well, resources, different things she's, um, techniques and therapies and, um, practices that she's done and Strala Yoga is a huge resource as well for healing. It's yoga for healing. We don't even need to say it. It just is. You know, when trauma became popular a few years ago, kind of popular again, a big kind of rise in everybody being interested, we're like, wait, we're already doing that. So let's just talk about it more. Um, didn't need to talk about it so much before because, you know, people weren't talking about it. So here we are in the conversation, trauma, healing, staying safe really matters how you're doing what you're doing, not just what you're doing. So stay safe out there. Let me know any way that I can help with anything we can be useful for. Good news if you're not already a member of the Strala Yoga app, you can sign up now through the end of December. Use the code NOW, N-O-W in all caps for half off your annual membership. And you can use the code SOFTEN, S-O-F-T-E-N, for half off any of our online intensives or at home retreats and we have an intensive for trauma. So maybe that's on your mind or in your feeling at the moment. Um, and of course, let us know if you need any extra help joining. That's really where we're spending all of our time and energy to be there. Um, it's a beautiful place without the mess of the wide open ocean of the internet. <laughs> we have a lot of people there but it's very positive, lots of chance to connect in the community board, lots of comments. We have two live classes a week, five new classes every single week, um, sometimes more just for fun. The video of my podcast is there. And my gosh, because we've been doing this for so long, we've migrated our thousands of practices over from um, yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong and meditation. We even have guest teachers uh, that do workouts, because why not? So my friend Todd McCullough, who does a lot of body workouts, and Jillian Michaels, because why not? I met her and we did a swap. And we have more coming always. So we're always doing collaborations and staying forever consistent with your daily practices, because it's most important that you practice every day. So right at the top of the app, it says practice this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, over and over. We'll be there. <laughs> You don't need a rest day from taking good care of yourself. So big hugs. Thanks so much for being here and see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 